your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, everyone. I am your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app on the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. And in today's episode, folks, we will be discussing last night's thrilling game against the Florida Panthers. Uh, But before we do that, I do want to remind you to go follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes. Give it a like on Facebook at Locked on Hurricanes Podcast. And follow myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And last night's game, like I said, was a thrilling one for sure. Um, The Panthers were riding a six-game win streak, um, and the Hurricanes are, as everyone knows, a very, very tough team to play at home. Um, So this was something a game where something they had to give. Um, And the Panthers, you know, they played their hearts out. These teams were very, very evenly matched. Um, That is for sure. Um, And while there was a uh, questionable uh, call surrounding a goal, um, which we ended up getting an explanation from the NHL, which we'll discuss a little bit later on in the episode, the Hurricanes were able to come out on top um, and snap the Panthers' win streak um, by winning 5-2. to two. It was a very, very intense game from both teams. You could feel the energy um, coming off of both of them. Both teams wanted this game badly. That is for sure. The Hurricanes, you know, are obviously fighting for uh, seeding, you know, in the Central Division um, with last night's game. You know, they overtook Tampa, you know, which will look more into the uh, seedings in uh how the central division is shaping up now um as well as across the league uh but this was a very important game that could um like i mentioned in the crossover with armando of locked on panthers could really end up being a deciding factor in uh playoff time of who gets put where and who has to play who um because you know in that game we mentioned um you know you could end up having to play you know, a Chicago or a Nashville. Um, I said then I would rather play Nashville than Chicago because I think Chicago is a better team than Nashville. Um, even though you know, right now Chicago is just two points behind Nashville, I do think Chicago is a better team. But at the end of the day, um, Hurricanes had to do their part and win their games, um, and they did just that last night. Um, and before we dive on into the nitty-gritty of that game, I want to let you guys know about Locker Room. Um, I mentioned them at the top of the episode, um, but, you know, for those, you know, that may not know about Locker Room, um, Locker Room is, of course, the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker Room is the perfect place to join or start conversations about the league. 
or whatever league, whether it's hockey, basketball, whatever. You'll find fans on like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the big news or rumors. Of course, trade deadline is right around the corner, so you know that's going to be hot on there right now. And you can even find Locked On hosts across the MLB, NBA, and NHL. I'll be joining the app soon, so be sure to get started, and I'll meet you there. Go download the free Locker Room app, currently only available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NFL, MLB, or NHL group for the latest league updates. I know you will find a ton of incredible rooms on there around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join you on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Locked On Hurricanes room is live. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. And, of course, you guys already know about the best tasting protein bar ever, and that is, of course, Built Bar. Built Bar, of course, has 18 amazing flavors. Um, They just crowned uh, Coconut Brownie Chunk as the Built Bar Madness Champion um, with their March Madness uh, promotion they had going on. And regardless of the flavor, bars are covered in 100% chocolate and are soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are also great for the health conscious individual as they are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber and also great for keto diets. So these bars are a great way to help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And right now, you can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order when you use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And don't forget to get the latest sports news that you need, regardless of the sport, um, in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now diving into last night's game against the Florida Panthers. As I mentioned, these teams were very, very evenly matched. Um, You could definitely tell that both teams are playing top-tier hockey um, for sure. Um, Alexander Barkov ended up opening up the scoring for the Panthers um, early on. You know, I expected um, him to definitely score in this game, um, along with Carter Verhage. I definitely expected to see something out of him. Um, and Bobrovsky, you know, he's obviously um, had his criticisms while he's been down in Florida. That's obviously no secret. Um, but he did play um, pretty darn well last night, um, I'd say. He looked more like the... Uh, Bobrovsky of old, um, you know, up until you know, the third period, um, he did look a lot better, and you know, I expected Florida to score in this game. I didn't expect Peter Mrazek to get another shutout. I didn't expect that, um, but you know, he Peter played amazing in that game. Um, but again, Florida also played really, really well. Um, and one thing. That I did like in this game was that the Hurricanes were finally able to get some power play opportunities, um, which is something that had been really, really lacking, um, you know, this season so far. Um, they got four power play opportunities um, in that game, um, which is really, really good um, for the Hurricanes, obviously. 
because you know they were able to capitalize on two of them. Um, the first one being the Vincent Trocheck goal, um, and then the Dougie Hamilton goal, which was originally uh, listed as a Vincent Trocheck goal, but in post game he said that was all Dougie, that wasn't me. Um, so it ended up getting credited over to Dougie Hamilton. Um, but yes, the Hurricanes played out of their minds um, with really no surprise, you know, uh, with the three stars of the game being, you know, going uh, from bottom to the top, you know, Peter Mrazek getting uh, the third star, um, Jordan Stahl getting the second, and then really no surprise, Vincent Trocheck getting the first. He has played out of his mind against his former team, uh, which is phenomenal. Uh, that trade is looking great. Um, and one thing I really, really liked um, from Trocheck last night, Obviously, you know, his offensive projection, you know, that was great, of course. Um, but, you know, he the way he just kind of stood up for his team, um, I really, really like that um, because it was the um, Sebastian Ajo goal that we thought we had um, but ended up not having, which we'll discuss that here in a little bit. Uh, but then Vincent just arguing with the ref on just like, dude, it was a goal. It was legal. Um, you know, just seeing him argue and get an explanation for it. Um, I really like seeing that. And then I forget who he got in the um, scrum with, uh, but I really liked him sticking up for his teammates. Um, I really, really enjoyed his play. I do think, you know, I said it on Twitter last night, I do think uh, he's destined to have a letter on the front of his jersey here in within uh, the Hurricanes organization. I do really think he is. He is bringing a lot um, to this team. I definitely think he has been the Hurricanes MVP this season, um, and I don't see that changing anytime soon, really. Uh, but, you know, looking at some other positives, uh, Peter Mrazek, uh, he played phenomenally as well. You know, he earned, you know, one of the three stars of the game for a reason. I personally thought he was going to end up with the second star. Uh, but, yeah, he ended up with third star. Again, really no surprise there. He played phenomenal hockey. Um, yeah, it sucks he didn't uh, get, you know, another shutout. Uh, but, yeah, I didn't expect him to against a team like Florida. Um, and he made some really great saves. Um, there was one breakaway. I believe it was in the third period. I don't remember who it was. Um, but there was really no Hurricanes players, you know, around him. And, you know, I looked at my girlfriend. I said to her, you know, if it was, you know, Peter obviously made a phenomenal save um, and didn't, you know, give the Panthers player anything at all. Um, I looked at her and told her um, that, you know, if Ned or Reimer was in net, I feel uh, Florida had a much better chance of scoring on that breakaway. They've obviously made saves, you know, like that before, uh, but, you know, I do think, you know, Florida probably could have scored there, and that's kind of the difference, Um you know, that the Hurricanes had been lacking for a while, you know, while Reimer and Ned have been playing really well, um, I don't think anyone will say that they weren't, um, you can tell the difference on, you know, Peter's, you know, the number one goaltender for a reason, uh, and that's because he makes saves like that, um, and Jordan Stahl was also, you know, really, really good for the Hurricanes, um, I did like, uh, Sveshikov's play in this game as well, he obviously took the one, uh, penalty up, you know, at the top of the game, you know, with a legal check to the head. That was frustrating, um, for sure. Um, yeah, he should know better than that. But, you know, other than that, yeah, that was really kind of the only, you know, dark spot 
on him in that game. You know, he obviously you know, still isn't you know, scoring um, the way we know he can, but he played a pretty good game last night. He was really physical um, and legally physical. Um, he wasn't getting called for any dumb penalties, whether it was his fault or not. Um, that was really, really good to see um, for Svetch. Um, hopefully he can continue just to have good, solid games, um, you know, because, yeah, he really needs his confidence to get back up, especially with the playoffs uh, just right around the corner. I think they're a little about a month away now, um, and you're going to need everyone to be on the same page and because this playoffs is going to be rough. You know, you got a team like Florida. I, you know, they're obviously playing out of their mind. You got Tampa playing really well. I think Chicago is going to find their way back in the playoffs, and then there's, of course, all the other teams across the league. So we'll see how things go there. But, yeah, I was really pleased with how the Hurricanes looked um, and how they are able to bounce back uh, from that missed call um, that could have tied up the game for them. Yeah, again, yeah, the Hurricanes probably should have won this game 6-2 to two, rather than 5-2, to two, but, yeah, that is what it is. We'll get into that more in just a second because while the Hurricanes are playing Florida again tomorrow, there are plenty of times to place your bets on that game. And there's only one place that we trust to do our sports betting, and that is, of course, betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports actions. Football might be over, but the NBA and NHL are still in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, BetOnline has you covered for all the sports news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your sports book experts. And don't forget that you can now be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS League. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, diving into that uh, missed call um, from referee Wes McCauley. Um, It was a very questionable one for sure because... Uh, Sebastian Ajo had, you know, scored, um, he had, um, the puck had, you know, gotten loose from Bobrovsky legally, um, but it was blown dead, um, by referee Wes McCauley, who was behind the net and could not see the play. He just blew it dead, you know, because he assumed, but it was knocked out legally, um, and Ajo, you know, swept it on in. Um, but again, the referee who could not see the puck um, blew it dead anyway because he thought Bobrovsky had it covered. Um, so it was definitely a bad call from him, and that obviously you know, uh, warranted a response from the NHL, uh, which we did end up getting. They said you know, that the referee uh, you know, had thought you know, the goalie had covered the puck so he whistled the play dead even though yeah it was 
a very BS call, um, and I think that was just kind of an excuse to give an excuse. Um, I really don't think that the whistle should have been blown because you could clearly see um, that you know everyone was still fighting for the puck, um, and you know that just kind of I understand you know, the play was whistled dead you know so you, you can't really do anything there you know as far as like throwing a coach's challenge which at the time you know I thought like why isn't Rod doing that but you know looking back on something you know you could uh clearly hear the whistle being blown so eh, it's still a very very bad call and that just kind of you know falls back on human error and for a while that looked like that very well could have been the deciding factor in that game and um that Florida could have ended up winning that game because um, of that mistake by West McCauley um, because you know Florida ended up going into the third period with a two to one lead and Florida you know going in um, to you know third period with leads you know they never lost this season they absolutely never had and the Hurricanes had never won um, heading into uh, the third period trailing, um, you know, looking down here at the stats for that, um, the Panthers were 16 and 0 heading into third periods with the lead, and the Hurricanes were 0 and 4 um, heading into third periods trailing. So it was kind of looking like, ah, oh, crap, you know, are the Panthers may end up winning this because the Panthers this year are not the Panthers of old um, by any means. This team is very, very good. Um, and yeah, I was kind of worried because I'm like, oh, yeah, they they aren't giving us anything to work with. Yeah, the Panthers, you know, they're playing like like the top team in the league. Well, now second to top team in the league, but you know, um, they're playing like a team that could end up contending uh, this year. And yeah, it was very uh, scary, you know, heading in there, um, especially you know having had that goal taken away from us. But yeah, you know, they we were obviously able to bounce back. Um, and you know that what we originally thought was that second Vincent Trocheck goal, obviously ended up being Dougie. Um, ended up tying things up, uh, which was obviously amazing. Um, but you know then you uh, look down later on, and you know there was that uh, bad mistake in front of that Florida net where I forget who it was for Florida. Um, ended up bouncing the puck, um, and Stahl got a hold of it, um, and knocked it in, um, ended up giving the Hurricanes the lead, uh, the captain, you know, he has been having a phenomenal year this year, he ended up scoring, uh, a little bit later, um, at the end of the period, you know, an empty netter to just, you know, again, just give the Hurricanes even more of a lead, um, but, you know, Rod Burnmore said, um, that, you know, you can't describe him in three words. You know, Sarah Sivian, you know, asked that. Uh, he, you can't. He brings so much to the team, and, yeah, you know, he hasn't altered his play style at all this year. Um, but, you know, things are finally starting to go his way. You know, he's getting the bounces and, you know, all that stuff, uh, which is great. He's been an amazing player for the Hurricanes this year. He's really uh, become the captain, you know, that we needed uh, for the team. The captain that we knew he could be as well. Um, I think last year, you know, it's kind of is his first season as the lone captain uh, for the Hurricanes. It was obviously that year he was co-captains with Justin Falk, uh, but you know, this was his first season. Yeah, 
that last year was his first season on his own as a captain. Yeah, if Williams obviously came back later on in the season, yeah, you knew he had a hand in stuff there. But yeah, he's really uh, came into his own this year, which is great. Um, and then Jesper Foss, you know, also got an empty netter uh, at the end of the game. Uh, he has been uh, really stepping up for the Hurricanes and really playing well, which is great. Um, but you know, looking down at the game stats, you know. Face off or shots on goal, excuse me. Both teams were at 36. You, know, you knew both teams were going to get a heck of a lot of shots on goal. Um, and then I'm really glad, you know, Peter is back because I do feel, you know, like I said, you know, with that breakaway, if Ned or Reimer were in that, I feel the score would be a bit closer um, for sure. Um, face off percentage, no surprise there. Hurricanes are obviously, you know, winning on face offs. And then the Hurricanes' power play, uh, actually had chances to prove why they were the top power play in the league last night, uh, converting on two of their four opportunities. Um, so it was nice to see you know, the Hurricanes you know, finally getting those opportunities um, because they really had to fight for them over the past few weeks. And they finally got a break and you know gave it all they got. Um, but you know now uh, looking over at the standings, um, yeah, you know, the Hurricanes are obviously playing the Panthers again tomorrow night. Um, in again in Raleigh. Um, so I do expect the Panthers to come out um very feisty um and angry in this game. Um, because you know they obviously got their win streak snapped. Um, and it wasn't like it was on a last second goal or anything like that. Um, you know. You know, Jordan Stahl got that goal um, midway through the third, um, and then it was off of a mistake from one of their players, and they you know, had those two empty netters. It wasn't like it was one, it was two of them. Um, so, you know, that kind of stung for them. Uh, but, you know, Florida's definitely going, isn't going to make it easy for the Hurricanes tomorrow. But as of right now, you know, Florida still sits atop the Central Division. Um, you know, with 40 games played, you know, the 26-10-4 record and 56 points. Um, Hurricanes are right on their tails in second um, with only 38 games played, but they're at a 26-9-3 record with 55 points. Um, and then Tampa, you know, 26-11-2, 54 points. And then there's still that big cushion uh, between third and fourth place. Um, Nashville currently still occupies the fourth place spot at 21, 18, and 1, and 43 points. And then Chicago right on their heels at 18, 17, and 5, 41 points. And then Columbus, eh, don't really see them doing much, but they are uh, just behind uh, Chicago you know, at 15, 18, and 8, 38 points. Uh, but really don't see anything happening with Columbus. Everyone kind of knows uh, the drama that's going on there. Uh, but looking at the other divisions, uh, for the teams that are in the playoffs, um, Washington, uh, no surprise, is still sitting atop uh, the East Division at 25, 10, and 4, and 54 points. Um, then you have New York at 25, 10, and 4 points, also 54 points. Uh, then Pittsburgh, 24, 13, and 2, 50 points. Uh, and then Boston, 20, 10, and 6, 46 points. Then you look at the North Division. Uh, you got Toronto, 26, 10, and 3, 55 points. Uh, then you have Winnipeg, uh, 23, 13, and 3, 49 points. Edmonton at 23, 14, and 2, and 48 points. Then Montreal uh, still in the playoff picture there at 17, 9, and 9. 
uh, with 43 points there. Uh, Eric Stahl obviously getting the game well, game-winning goal uh, in his debut um, a few nights ago. Um, and then in the West Division, you have Colorado sitting atop there um, not, of not only their division but also the league at 26, 8, and 4, 56 points. Then Vegas at 25, 10, and 2, 52 points. Then yet again, Minnesota uh, still surprising everyone this year, including myself at 23, 12, and 2, 48 points. And then Arizona at 19, 15, and 5, and 43 points. And it's kind of crazy. I think I mentioned a uh, few, di- few episodes ago um, that, you know, the Hurricanes are very much in the hunt for the President's Trophy. Um, they're just one point behind, you know, Colorado and Florida. They very well, you know, could end up winning. Um, you know, we'll obviously see that something that only time will tell. But, you know, if you had told, you know, Hurricanes fans five years ago um, that the Hurricanes would be, you know, third in the league vying for the president's trophy um in the 2021 season i guarantee everyone would have laughed at you uh that's for sure um especially if it was before dundon uh bought the team that that's for sure uh but you know obviously it was before dundon bought the team i got my timeline mixed up there for a second uh but yeah it it's definitely crazy to see you know how New ownership, new general manager, new head coach has really turned this team around. Um, and just bringing in quality players um, and really working with the ones we already had. And it's great to see um, because, yeah, you, know, you can tell, you know, when you go to the games now, just that energy while the Hurricanes had always had a, you know, good fan base, you know, really supportive. Um, it's grown even stronger, you know, over the past few seasons. And it's great. And, you know, you imagine the same thing is going to happen down in Florida now with the Panthers, you know, having been able to turn their stuff around. Uh, but, you know, enjoy the game tomorrow, folks. Um, tomorrow's episode will obviously be discussing um, tomorrow's matchup uh, between the Panthers um, and the Hurricanes, seeing how that goes. The Hurricanes are currently leading that season series 4-1. Uh, to one. Um, We still have a few games left to play against them, obviously. Um, but the Hurricanes have really had the Panthers' number this season, which is good. Um, again, that Southeast Division rivalry really looks to have been heating up, and I admit, I imagine um, that it's just going to get more and more, you know, as the season wears on. Because, like Armando mentioned, uh, by the time of you know the last few games between Florida and Detroit, they're really sick of each other, and they are really, really chippy um, in those games. I imagine the same to be with the Hurricanes and the Panthers. But, again, that does it for today's episode. Um, Go follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes. You have a like on Facebook at Locked on Hurricanes Podcast. And follow myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace.